it's time for the Culture Trumpet Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Dan. All right, Doyle, tidy. And the other one, Mark. Hey, up, Chuck. Make us brew. Uh, well, um, that's how I'm going to start it. All right, then go on then. I, well, yes, um, I didn't know I didn't know how to start this one, but what okay. I will start is if you are listening from the UK, I hope you had a nice August bank holiday weekend, and to snap you back to reality, that's our last bank holiday until Christmas. Yay! <laughs> how depressing is that? <sighs> but you know, don't forget, Christmas is going to be cold this winter. Hope you got hoodies. Hope you got jumpers, because we can't afford to turn the fucking heating on. Yeah, I'm gonna go chop a few trees down and uh, get, get the. Well, make ready. make jumpers out of wood. That's not going to work, is it? Silly boy. Carry on. Well, news. <laughs> <laughs> so far, your introduction. I, I let you introduce one bloody episode, and you've destroyed it in about three minutes. I mean, less than that. It's fifty-seven seconds. That. This is this will not be happening again. Um, yes, news. What, <laughs> it has been um, a little bit longer than normal since our last episode, but it's just I think been been busy for both of us. But we're finally able to catch up. Um, so we've got some. Bits of news, bits of things that are upcoming. Let's start with the news and uh, what what's ha- been happening recently. Yes. So the first thing that we spoke about quite quickly after we released the last episode was um, it was sort of rumoured, and then it was officially confirmed. So yep. there was um, a photo going around the interwebs of I believe the writers and a producer of Saw, mm-hmm. Saw the film franchise from Lionsgate. And then a couple of days later, it was like, oh, yeah, we're doing a new Saw film. It's out in November 2023. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, surely not. Because they, <laughs> they were meant to be doing Spiral 2, but I yeah. think that should be left exactly where it is, in the Warner Brothers vault. Not really Warner Brothers, but there's a joke there about cancelling films. Uh, there is, yeah. Use your yeah. imagination, it's really funny. <laughs> and, you know... They're actually going to do Sort X or you know Sort Ten or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, thoughts. Yeah, interesting that as as you say, it does the the gist of the article and the news is that it's going to be a Saw film rather than a Spiral film. So not from the book of it's it's an actual it's Saw franchise. An actual yeah. Saw film. So I guess given that. The only character from the original series kind of left alive at the end is the Doctor. Doctor Gordon. Doctor Gordon, that's the one, who kind of appeared at the end of the final chapter, which was Saw 7. Um, Jigsaw was then its own kind of thing, standalone. Still a Saw movie, but a standalone one. And then, of course, we had Spiral, right, which was kind of attempting to create this spin-off so if if they're gonna do a if they're gonna go back and make it an actual saw film i'll be interested to see how they tie it in with with the others yeah yeah i think think those first seven right there's there's two seven first seven (laughs) jesus christ i think i think there's two really good trilogies there right you've got the first three is obviously the jigsaw story um 
and then he, he's kind of definitively dead in the third film. And then you've got four, five, and six are the story then of this guy who's carrying on his legacy, this kind of copycat stroke um, tribute act kind of thing. And that's its own trilogy. And then you've got the final chapter, or so seven, which kind of ties everything up in a more or less neat bow, right? Does its job. Does its job. And I think those that you've got two really strong trilogies and then one film that finishes off i think jigsaw the eighth film is it's fine for what it is it's okay spiral i think was nice idea it was a nice idea but i think it missed it missed the landing and it didn't feel the bit that always bugs me with those kinds of films that take you know a well-established franchise that you know what you want from it you want blood guts graphic body torture right and what jigsaw no what spiral did it was graphic don't get me wrong but i kept felt i felt like they kept cutting away from it all so the 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 scene that i'm thinking of in particular is where the guy has his fingers pulled off by that ratchety thing yeah i didn't i was like oh this is going to be really slow and excruciating and then he just gets fucking electrocuted oh okay Mm. Mm. Like I, I don't know, but whereas the Saw films, the main franchise, it you know it lingers just a little bit too long on that severed piece of body, and it's just a little bit too long to make you go, "Ooh, ah, I feel a bit uncomfortable about that now." Yeah, no, that, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I think it, yeah, it tried to do something new because obviously there's only so many times you can go back to the. Well, there's only so many original. times you can polish, or you, can, you can't polish a turd. Yeah, but there's only so, so many times you can go back to that original character of, of Jigsaw and, and all the rest. So it tried to do something new within that world. But as you as you say, I, I don't think it quite quite stuck the landing. But you know, we will so we'll see. I I like the franchise as a whole. Me I've too. Always me too. It. It's so one of the it, only. Well, it was the world's first horror themed roller coaster. It was indeed. And it's a very good ride if you uh, saw at Thought Park. So okay. I saw the ride at Thought Park. Still there, still yep. there. Very good. Um, okay. But it's going to the director of Source 6, which apparently is still of one of the fans' favourite in the entire yeah. series. And I think he's an, he was an editor on several of the films as well. So he's definitely... Uh, so he's definitely going to be lingering on these scenes that I've just moaned about for too long. No, no in terms of he's, he's one of the kind of original creative team, you know? Um, and obviously, it's this, the the original producers and write not the original writers. Obviously, that was Lee Winnell and James Wan, but the kind of early writing, early writers, early producers. You know, so there's a creative team there from the original block of films. Well, they've got a lot at stake because it's their baby, isn't it? And that's what yeah, I, exactly. that's what I liked about. I can't remember what bloody film it was. Oh no, it was um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know, it was his dad's film. And he had to yeah, do a, exactly. a, a sequel to his his dad's films, and yeah. he had to get it right. Yeah, and I wonder if, with it being the tenth film, if Lee Winnell or I doubt James Wan would come back to do anything because he's he's with the big boys at DC now. But I wonder if Lee Winnell might come back and be involved in any capacity, just as a you know, probably not. Nah, doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. This one, 
this this next one um piece of news from as we're recording um uh, from last week um the name leon vitali might not be familiar to many people have you heard of that person before no okay so he was originally an actor a british actor um in the early 70s he was kind of up and coming young new star he'd had a few roles in films and tv shows and he was doing quite well and then he landed a role in stanley kubrick's barry Lyndon, uh, a fairly sizable role so he was kind of pretty pretty good going um but what he found himself more interested in was the making of the film rather than the being in it and it kind of it would hang out more on the kind of behind the scenes as, as time went on and he got to know stanley kubrick and he was kind of got fascinated with the technicalities of making the film etc and after that film he more or less gave up acting completely and became stanley kubrick's personal assistant really uh from then on until until after kubrick died and he was he was kubrick's representative on earth basically right okay when, when kubrick had to deal with um for example if, if there were any kind of um festival screenings of any of his films leon vitale would personally supervise and check the print before it was sent out um he would check the color timing framing all that kind of thing he would deal with casting he was the one who cast the young actor who played danny in the shining um he was production assistant location scout casting director he kind of he was kubrick's right hand man on call 24 hours a day um and kind of after kubrick died he was a little bit kind of left out in the cold but Warner Brothers soon after Kubrick died released a box set of his films that was that was panned basically by fans for just having abysmal transfers right. awful you know rubbish quality dvd <laughs> transfers uh and so Warner Brothers kind of caved to fan demand um and and remastered them properly and Leon Vitale was called in to supervise that remastering because he's the only one who knew who was left alive who knew how they were meant to look hmm. um up until recently um he was supervising all the 4k restorations and re-releases of kubrick's films so you know they've, they've been coming out slowly but surely um and yeah he unfortunately died uh last week and it's kind of like obviously there's there's Kubrick's widow is still alive, and she's a, a well-respected fine artist in her own right. And uh, I think Kubrick's got two two daughters who are still around, and uh, one of them is a filmmaker or documentarian at least. But Leon Vitale was like, if you needed to know anything technical about any of Kubrick's films, the film stock that was used, the lenses, the locations, anything. He was the man who who had that information catalogued, you know, he was he was the go go to guy for, for anything to do with Kubrick. That's and pretty cool. It is, but you know, there's a there's a brilliant documentary called Film Worker, which I really do 
suggest everyone checks out and and it's about leon because for a long long time he was kind of this unsung hero you'd see him on any behind the scenes clips from the shining or or full metal jacket you can see him stood there in the background right right but he's never kind of called out as as who he was and what he was doing there so he was very much uncelebrated and this documentary i think was from 2015 or 16 was just about him and it interviewed like actors who'd worked with him interviewed you know studio executives and and so on who were really kind of no this guy was like he gave up he could have i mean barry Lyndon could have turned him into a star right he could have been one of these british actors that we talk about now in the same terms of like you know your terence stamps or your your anthony hopkins or what you know these these, yeah yeah you know michael kane kind of old school british actors who've had this body of work and he, he just gave all that up to work behind the scenes to work away from the cameras to 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 not pursue his dreams of being an actor and he, he devoted his life to working with stanley kubrick which is cool but also like i mean it affected his family you know it split his family up his kids never saw him and he was estranged from his kids for quite some time. They are in the documentary, and you can tell they're kind of better than they were, but they were separated for quite some time. Right. And and, and in the documentary, even now, he's like, I wouldn't change a thing because I worked with the master. And you just don't get that kind of commitment, um, commitment and devotion anymore. No, I guess. It, it was real. I was, I was genuinely really fucking upset because I love Kubrick. I think Dead or Alive is probably my favourite director. And that kind of obsession that he had, and it's like Leon Vitale was the only person who was maybe equal to that obsession and could keep up with it. And um it's like that's it now the kind of this world's connection this world's direct line to the ghost of kubrick is gone mm. uh, i own i mean as i say I was working through the restorations of the films and i i think the, the, the only other one left that we haven't had released yet is eyes wide shut um which he was in he did actually appear in that as a couple of different characters but behind masks and cloaks and things gotcha but um I really hope he, he was able to, to finish supervising that that last film because, yeah, I know. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, just if you can find Film Worker, it's on DVD. I think you can buy it off Amazon digitally. Watch it and you'll never see anything close to the devotion that he had for Kubrick. That's no, cool. See, it's definitely interesting. It, and it's really sad. It's really sad, but yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on to to more cheerful things. So let's move on to Disney Plus Day. It's the second year we've had this now, I believe. Yeah, which and they've, they've been up and running for for three three, three years. years I think it's, I think they did a Disney Plus Day when it was the anniversary of the of the thing, and now obviously it's the anniversary again. Yep, they're going to do another one. And I mean, I kind of called. The, the headline of this, let's face it, we were talking in the Slack channels 
well, a couple of weeks ago. I said, oh, it's going to come to Disney Plus Day, isn't it? Uh, and by this, I haven't said what it is yet. Um, Thor, Love and Thunder, but also the making of. Yep. So, you know, if you're a steelbook collector of the MCU like I am, um, those pre-orders are now live on Zavi. Mm-hmm. Um, both the regular 4K steelbook and also the 4K steelbook with extra shit. That's there too. Yeah, yeah. Which have you ordered, just out of interest? Uh, well, being as I called it with extra shit, um, I've ordered the one that isn't the extra shit. <laughs> because one, it's an extortionate amount of money for a bit of cardboard, but also yeah. it's just like another thing to... like. I'm not going to then go back and collect all the other ones with the extra shit. Yeah, the the extra shit ones, as far as I'm aware, are just ones going forward. They're not going to be going back to, to do anything. Uh, I don't need art cards. Yeah, I I got the I got that version of Doctor Strange, um, though I didn't order it until after release day, so I could use the code SBR10 for ten percent off in stock steelbooks. You're welcome. Um, so I managed to save a fiver on it. Um, eh, it it's not worth fifty quid, right? Definitely, but I I got it just to see what it was like. It, it's fine, but it ain't worth fifty quid. In terms of Thor, I've not ordered either because I really don't like the artwork. No, let me recorrect. I like the artwork. It's just a shame they've spoiled it with that fucking silver border all the way around it. <laughs> um, Considering I've not seen Thor yet. I mean, I'm I'm collecting it anyway because I'm going to sure. be buying the damn thing. Yeah. Um. I've not seen the film yet, so right. You know, whatever. Fair. Fair um, enough. You know, I'm. I don't care what the artwork is. You know, I, as you know, we're moving properties. I've been packing up my steel books today, and I, you know, taking all the spine stickers off that we talked about in one of the mm. other episodes about collecting. Yeah. Uh, the continuity of spines is actually yes. the title, and. You know, some of them are like, oh, these are great. And some of them are actually quite consistent now looking back at it. But then you got some of the older ones, they were just like, yeah, we do what the fuck we want. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now I've, I've ordered it. Anyway, back to Disney Plus Day. Um, Disney Plus Day. So, yeah, the that's, film's coming out. Yeah, that's good. The making good. of. Now, th- those making ofs are really good. They're all about an hour long, and they've done them for the last few Is films. This the Assembled. The yes. Right. Yes. So, they're all about an hour long. They've done one for each of the last few films as well as the TV shows. It's a shame they're not on the discs because the stuff that's on the discs is pretty lightweight press kit stuff. Oh, that really annoyed me. I mean, it was No Way Home, which they never... I I don't think they ever explicitly said we were going to get loads of special uh, special features, but we did have the press junkets, which we'd seen on YouTube before the film had even come out. Yeah. Now, given that the disc is out after it's out on Disney Plus, that means that that making of documentary is ready. They could put it on the disc as well. They're not. It's not like they're stealing any thunder from Disney Plus. No. Do you know what I mean? It's a shame they're not putting those on because those are, there are some nice documentaries on there. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, we, so we're getting love and thunder in the documentary. So that then, that should be good. Sticking with making ofs. Yeah. We're getting the making of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. That, Which that will should, be cool. Again, it'll be a good one. They, they've, they did a good one for Mandalorian one and two. Um, I think that they did one for Boba Fett as well, didn't they? So uh, I can't remember. I didn't watch them if they did. 
Yeah, the, the the Mandalorian ones were okay. They did like a whole series for the first season, like <laughs> like half a dozen episodes, or maybe not that many, but they did a few episodes to cover the first season. And then for season two, they just did a one-off. And then for Boba Fett, I think they did a one-off. So they've clearly found their format, right, uh, of as a single one. But this again, this should be interesting because they'll cover behind the scenes and reuniting well, people it's that isn't it that it's the reuniting and i'm looking forward mm. to seeing um i mean it's your favorite star wars actor hayden christensen see how him and mcgregor are together again yeah and like you know the the training videos of them doing their lightsaber battles and all that jazz but yep. again from a star wars lucasfilm industrial light and magic side of things how they use the void or the volume i think it's called the volume, volume yeah yeah um um yeah, I think yeah, I think worth a watch. In terms of how they used it, I think the word "over" is <laughs> okay. uh, the best. When you when you look at the stuff for for Obi Wan, compare that to the the trailers we've seen for Andor. Valid point. Which is like real locations out in forests, wherever. I think. I mean, Andor is obviously carrying on that Rogue One aesthetic. Uh, and it's Dan Gilroy who was one of the the writers of of, of Rogue One. He's carrying it on, and I think Rogue One is going to look spectacular. Uh, Andor is going to look spectacular. Sorry, I think we'll leave that one in. I'll I'll leave that correction in. That you'll spine. leave my intellectual prowess in there. Correct. I'm going to take that line out. <laughs> um, so, so no, I, th- I think Andor is going to look really good. And I think it's going to look really good, especially in contrast to the last few Star Wars shows that have been Walter, literally wall-to-wall volume. Clever. Um, it'll be nice to kind of get out on location. If I understand the snippet of an interview that I read, they didn't use the volume at all. But yeah, In Andor? Yeah. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm sure they have, but they, they, clearly they've been out on proper locations as well, a lot more than the other shows. Um, so that's kind of... Um, oh no, you're missing the best bit. Oh, go on. It's your favourite franchise, Cars. Oh, Cars. There's an animated show, series for Cars. Cars gets slagged off as being <laughs> among the shitter of the Pixar film. I mean, I have seen Cars 2. And that told me everything I needed to know about yeah. not wanting to watch Cars Three, but apparently it's, Cars Three is okay. It's yeah, They're, yeah. It's a the what is good is that they've got the stars back. Owen Wilson is doing the voice and Larry Which the Cable. I didn't believe when I fo- when I saw that trailer drop. I was like, I'm going to watch this. Like I yeah. watched the trailer. It looks fun to begin mm. with. But mm. secondly, I was like, is that actually Owen Wilson? Mm. Like, granted, you know, he's he's not the the household name he used to be but also I think that's by design but anyway let's not go into that but you know he's he's working on Disney's The Haunted Mansion that film yep and I mean don't, he, don't forget Loki oh yeah that that other big thing yep. yeah he's working on that as well so he's getting back it's all Disney Jesus Christ well yeah he's, he's, he's taking the Disney dollar isn't he without a doubt but I like I'm a big Owen Wilson fan yeah, Larry the Cable yeah. Book guy I didn't realise that's actually his name Yes. What what the fuck is that about? Mr. The Cable Guy. Yeah. Now that's my father. Call me Larry the Cable Guy. Like <laughs> what why why why? Enlighten me. I don't know this. He's some stand up comedian. And that's his 
Oh, fucking hilarious. He's brilliant, isn't he? He plays Mater. He's got nothing to do with cables. I I think cable guy is in TV. Well, no shit. But it's not even funny. Well, Americans, though. Ah, just weird. His name's Daniel Lawrence Whitney. Known professionally. Professionally. Yeah. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, there you go. You know what these Americans are like, though? They'll laugh at anything. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. So so Disney Plus Day is on, on the 8th of, of September. Thank you. Which is next uh, Thursday, I'm recording this. And then on the 9th, 10th, and 11th, there's D23 Expo, which is obviously the biggie for all things Disney, not just Disney Plus, right? No, so they'll, they'll be covering theme parks as well in that, mm. which is why I'm excited. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just cover absolutely everything, right? As you say, theme parks and, and other stuff as well. So I think there's a few things that that fans are hoping to hear about. And the one that's really kind of buzzy at the minute is for Fantastic Four. Well, because they have sort of said that the cast and creatives will be released during D23. They, they've well, announced that. Well, who's announced that? I swear Disney did. No. Who's, who, no. did, who's, who? In terms of Fantastic Four, Disney haven't confirmed anything about what's been I thought been they did. Announced. No. The rumours, there might be reports in the trade that, that that's what's going to be announced, but Disney themselves haven't announced anything. I'm convinced. Well, while you... Go off source. And, yeah. and, and get the fact checking elf to help you. I'll just cover a couple of things that have been that certainly makes sense, right? Because one of the reports that was in one of the trades last week is that Matt Shackman, who was a director on WandaVision and also previously on Game of Thrones, had been lined up to direct the next Star Trek film, the next uh, of the J.J. Abrams verse. Star Trek films with Chris Pine and and Zachary Quinto and all the others. Now, he's just left that, um, which has kind of fueled rumours that he's left it because he's going to be announced as the Fantastic Four director. Interesting. So that timing-wise makes sense because both of those films are going to have to enter production very soon. So you obviously can't do both at once. In terms of casting, obviously we had John Krasinski as Reed Richards in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but that was always... That was never kind of set in stone that he would then be Reed Richards going forwards. It was definitely some fan casting because people had wanted him for ages. But then it's a case of, well, is it a one and done just for the fans to give them him as Reed Richards? Or is he going to be back? The, the, again, the kind of rumours are that he's not, but that Penn Badgley, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his surname. I assume. Who is who stars in You on Netflix. Don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah, big fan. Really good. Really good show. Yeah. So he's been rumoured for Reed Richards. Ah, I can see it. I mean, I think yeah. he is... A better dark, darker character. Having watched you and mm. creeps me the fuck out. Mm. Um, I would still like to see um, Krasinski. I'm a big fan of Krasinski. I would in both The Office and um, the Silent. What are they called? Silent films. 
quiet place. place. <laughs> <laughs> the silent locations, you know, those those yeah. famous films. Oh, Christ. <laughs> quiet place. Um, brilliant. Really like him. Yeah. As a writer, director, actor. Brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I, 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 I would like the, to see him. Back. Well, cast the rest of them then. Okay. Um, the thing. Oh, do you know there was there was a bit of can uh, can fasting, and there was also a bit of fan casting. Um, hang on a minute. Well, Jason Segal. Oh God, no, no. The one I saw that I actually thought, oh, I'd never thought of that before, but that actually could work. Is Seth Rogen? No, no, thank you. I mean, I like oh. Seth Rogen, but he's been overused now, I think, for the last 20 years. But do you not think in this kind of film, different kind of character? I mean, if I have to <laughs> for like two hours during <laughs> a film that I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Like, I, uh, I, I, uh, I'm slagging Seth Rogen off. I do really like Seth Rogen. But oh, it sounds like it, yeah. I just think, no, not for this. Okay. Not for this. Okay. Go on then. Who would you have for for uh, the thing? I d- I don't know. I, every now and again, I watch something. I go, oh, he'd be really good, really good. And I never make a note of it. Mm-hmm. Jason Segel, I can definitely see that. But I'm thinking he's just gonna be a CG blob on a screen, isn't he? Like for most um, of it, yeah. like Ruffalo is in in She-Hulk, which we'll come to yeah. later. But yeah. like, you know, Michael Chiklis was quite good as the thing. As, mm. I yeah, whatever. Mm. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm worried about who's going to be Doctor Doom more than the Fantastic Four because mm. he's going to have to be a good casting because when it comes through to the rest of the Avengers movies and Secret Wars, for example, yeah, Doom has to be batshit and be the scary character we need. Yeah, and I think Penn would be a better Doctor Doom than Reed Richards. Okay. I tell so you who I've... would be. A, uh, I'm finished. I tell you who would be a good Doctor Doom. Go on. Have you seen BBC's adaptation of Dracula? Oh, you mean Clay's Crash Bang Wallop? Him. Yeah. Brilliant Doctor Doom, he would be. Okay. He, okay yeah. Is it Class Bang? Clay's or Class? I don't know. Place. He's in. Um, he's in Bad Sisters on Apple TV Plus, which I what one episode. Yeah. He's nah, in, you're, he's a, in the you're, North you're okay. As well. He's, he's in, in who? The Northman as well. The Northman. Oh. He's in that as well. I call you the Northman. Hey. Um, yeah, okay. He could be quite good, actually, you know. But but other than that, I'm I'm not really sure. He needs to be a a menacing chap. And if yeah. you know, if the rumours are to be true that Gian, Giancarlo Esposito, that's his name, right? Yeah, I would call him Gus Fring. Um, you know, is it was in talks to talk in talks with Marvel, and you know, playing potentially Professor X. I'm behind that. But yeah. Also, he'd be a good Doctor Doom. He would. He you know, would. And everyone would go, oh, it's a white guy in the comics. Oh, fucking give over it. As long as they play the character well, I couldn't give two shits. I think looking at Clay Spang though, I think he'd be good because he's got that physicality. He's not too old. No. So you can kind you've got of the longevity leave. there for yeah, you know exactly. the five year plan, whatever it is. Exactly, is 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 nearly six and a half foot tall. 
So Jesus, he's a lot taller. Well, he was great in Dracula. He was menacing in Dracula. Yeah. Although, actually, he is 55 years old. He looks bloody good. Bloody hell. All right, keep it in your pants. He's a fine-looking man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, He's got a funny name, though, isn't he? Um, Yeah, hasn't he? Clash bang wallop. So what else have they said? So, again, I'm I'm just going through Twitter now. Oh, well, just quickly about Doctor Doom. So I've read a rumour, and again, bucket of salt time, that we are going to see Doctor Doom first in a post-credits scene in uh, Black Panther 2. I'd be okay with that, because um, in what film was it where there was cake? Oh, it was in Hawkeye. In Hawkeye, they commandeer a um, bakery van. Yeah. And all the boxes had, I want to say Von Doom. Might not have been Von Doom, but it was a link to Dr. Van... Dr. Oh, Jesus wept. Are you not confusing it with Moon Knight? When he's in that van in the first episode, I am confusing it with that van. Yes, yeah. it's that one. But you're right. Yes, and there was talk that that sequence was set in Latveria. That's the badger, Latveria. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So that they've 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 definitely started dripping it in. Yeah. Hundred percent. But what I've what I've read is that the Doom we'll see in or we'll see Doom in this post credit scene for Black Panther two, but it won't be unmasked. So it doesn't matter if they haven't cast the actor yet, because it'll be like a body double or whatever, just just playing him for now kind of thing. Um, okay, but, here, here's this for a fan for a fan casting. Go on then. Obviously, Krasinski, he's not going anywhere. Mm. Alison Brie. What for? Reed Richards. Yeah. Strange one. Strange one. Change the gender. Why? Let's go Brave. woke. <laughs> Fantastic work for. Um, obviously, first season storm. Joe Kerry of Stranger Things fame for the Human Torch. Yeah. He's got to yeah. be a young, cocky, you know, Jack the Lad, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I could see that one. I, I could see that one. Um, um, other than that, I haven't really seen many. No, I, I, I'm, the one I'm kind of struggling with is probably Sue Storm, because... At the minute, it feels like Marvel have kind of already got every actor in Hollywood. <laughs> there's, You're not not wrong, many, yeah. there's not many left. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, I have to scroll past Zach Efron, potentially, as Johnny Storm. Yeah, keep scrolling. That's fine. <laughs> I like Zach Efron. I don't know yeah, what I'm But he's, he's not young, though. Doesn't have to be young. Well, what you Krasinski. just said if it's the young, cocky. I'm sorry. Thing, sorry. Is Zach cock? Efron younger than you? Yes. Move yeah. on. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's, and he's older than me, but he's still a child in... <sighs> he's younger than Downey Jr. Anyway. <laughs> Who else? Um, um, I can't save this part. Anyway, back to D23. <laughs> um, what else is coming out? More Phase 4. Five and six titles, right? Well, hopefully. Again, they've not announced anything, so let's hope. But there's definitely some gaps to fill, I think, certainly for Phase 6, isn't there? I think the only two things they've announced for Phase 6 are two more Avengers films. There's the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, right? Yes. So I think there's... Was Fantastic Four one of the Phase 6 films as well? Oh, oh, but, oh, Fantastic Four, I think, closes Phase 
five. Five, something like that. But there's still like half a dozen or more gaps in that phase six timeline. So whether that's going to be more TV shows on Disney or whether it's going to be more films, we can, I guess, assume there might be, oh, I mean, what what we're looking at, maybe a Black Panther 3 by that point. Uh, a Thor five maybe. Well, I'm convinced they. Ha- I hope not. I'm convinced they're going to have to start um, drip feeding the idea of X Men, Deadpool three because Ryan Reynolds uh, is in training now for that. Yeah, Deadpool three is. I am sure is going to be one of them that's going to be confirmed. Now I read because I do a lot of reading. I like the big words. I read a really interesting thing. Theory stroke. It was a theory, but. It's a theory that is sound and it makes sense in Hollywood, right? As to why nothing makes sense in Hollywood, Mark. As to why nothing about the X Men has been confirmed yet, other than that they're coming, right? Why there haven't been any announcements? And it's this: it's that for the next year or two, because of deals put in place, contracts put in place, when Fox was its own company and when the X-Men belonged to Fox if Marvel want to do anything with the X-Men that involves recasting any of the characters the original actors some of the original actors will be owed a huge payoff so is this similar to the whole um, who was it Frank Sinatra. Die Hard. Thank you. I've got a big... Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Similar, so, but not really. S- similar, but but there's there's contracts in place. So for anyone who doesn't know, with Die Hard, Die Hard is actually based on a book that is a sequel to a book called The Detective. That was made into a film which starred Frank Sinatra. So part of the contract was, when it came time to make the sequel, he had to be offered the role first. Now, obviously, that was in the mid-'80s, he was way too old. He wasn't interested. So the company was then free to go on and cast somebody else with his blessing. He signed on a dotted line, etc. There's something similar here, what I've read, which is that, yeah, if they want to recast any of those main characters like Wolverine, say if they want to recast Wolverine, they've got to pay a huge action, a shitload of money. If they want to recast Magneto, then I'm assuming it'll be Fassbender, who's owed a load of money. Maybe Ian McKellen as well, right? But also, not just the actors, there are producers on those original films who still have deals in place that they have to be involved in any future X-Men films up to a certain date. Which is fine, because they go, Hugh, we're going to do another one. Are you in? He's like, I never took my claws off, but... Well, that's the thing, right? And Because this theory goes that that's why... Professor X has been in because they didn't recast that role. They just got Patrick Stewart back. That's why they're fine and happy to do Deadpool because they're keeping Ryan Reynolds, right? I mean, he's no spring chicken, you know. He's only he, in his mid forties, Mark. Well, sure, but it's not. I mean, I mean I'm being sarcastic because he can do, you know, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It's not the age; it's the mileage, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that is a really sound theory, I think, as to why they've not actually, other than those two characters, whether keeping or have kept the same actor, why they're not doing anything else 
just yet because for another year or so, any movie that recasts, they have to pay off the original actor as well as the producers who still have the deals in place. So I suspect we may get some X-Men announcements at D23, but we're looking at phase six in 2024 onwards before we actually get any films. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Because I just think, from what I read, I think the deals are in place for at least another year. So they can't do anything until 2024 at the earliest. I am I mean, the X-Men was the first, you know, superhero franchise that I remember watching. Mm. And I remember, you know, it was a bit more grown up than your other things. You know, it's a bit more grown up than Iron Man, I felt. Mm. Um, when mm. that came out years later. Yeah. But also, I mean, I loved Hugh Jackman. Like, I yeah. thought he was... Anything he was in, I'd give it a go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then yeah. as soon as he sort of went, I'm done. I was like, oh, I'm disappointed by that. And I watched Logan again for the first time in a couple of months the other week. And mm. it's still as bloody good as it was when oh, it first came fantastic. out. It really and he, is fantastic. I don't think there's any... Other than, like, Robert Downey Jr., mm. I don't think there is anybody else in the superhero franchises that have embodied a role as well as Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. I would put... Um, um, Uh, you're so sure of this you know it like off the tip of your tongue I would put Chris Evans as Steve Rogers in there as well I think I'll allow that just because of the stuff I've said before about his arc throughout the the films and the way he kind of handled that you're right about Robert Downey Jr he absolutely got it but I don't feel like his character had as much of an arc as Steve Rogers did but anyway, um, yeah, recasting some of those roles, I I don't envy whoever it is they choose as Wolverine because they have got some huge shoes to fill, huge claws to fill, <laughs> and definitely. But I think I'd like them to go comic now and go short ass, mm, you know, mm. short man syndrome Wolverine. I'm all for that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and secondly, I might have a better chance of cosplaying a <laughs> tiny man with metal claws. Um, you know, the whole Professor X and Magneto, you know, two massive heavyweights of British mm. acting, mm. Shakespeare, you know, uh, Royal Shakespeare Company actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I again, Magneto needs to be an absolute badass this time round. Uh, yeah, I, I think Giancarlo Esposito as, as Professor X, I can see that. And I think that'd be a nice. But would he be British? I don't think the comic book characters. I'm not sure. I know he studied at Cambridge. I think that yeah, but I think, I think he's always been American. I I just think it was the the fact it was Patrick Stewart that he's been kind of thought of as British. Well, let's let's get the let's get the fact checking elf in, shall we? Go on then. Professor X is a fictional character. Um, knew that. No, I definitely knew that. Uh, check the character. Uh, not sure where he says he's from. Oh, character biography. He was born in New York City. There you so go. He can be a Yank. It's all good. Indeed, indeed. So I think Giancarlo Esposito's Professor X could be quite good. I mean, he's um, Danish, so it's all gonna go. <laughs> Pete Tong. Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he's Danish. Are you sure? Back check. 
This is the fact-checking elf. Please stand by for a fact-check. Fact-check incoming. Ah, oh, the sight of the suspense here, and I think I'm right. He was born in Denmark. Well, there you bloody well go. Goody goody her. Yeah, exactly. That's Swedish. That's okay. Um, <laughs> we'll cut that. Yeah. But his, his nationality is American. Oh, yeah, of course he is. He's, he's yeah. Well, yeah. okay, so his dad was Italian, his mum was African-American. Well, there you bloody well go. Well, if he's going to be Professor X, I think Brian Cranston has to be Magneto. Oh. How's that for some fan-casting apples? Let's, let's, let us know in the comments below. I hate... And that belt. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, Smash I need to turn it into a YouTuber then. Um, okay, moving on from Disney, let's go to, yeah. you know, other streaming services are available. Let's they go to indeed. the other juggernaut, Netflix. Netflix. They finally announced a release date for Glass Onion. Which, for those not in the know, is the Knives Out sequel not called Knives Out. Cannot wait. Is it an, a Knives Out mystery, I think, is the subtitle for the film? I actually don't know. Let me just double-check. This fact-checking elf is working hard today, isn't I mean, it? we should probably pay him. Glass Onion, colon, sounds painful. A <laughs> in, in, in Knives Out mystery. And yet again, star-studded, right? <laughs> Sorry. Got, got I'm so Grow up. But Daniel Craig, Ethan Hawke, Catherine Hahn, Edward Norton, Kate Hudson, um, Dave Batista, tons of people. Yeah. If if, if they're not Cannot if wait. they've not been announced to be in Glass Onion yet, they will be next week. That's how yeah. I remember looking at it. <laughs> Cannot wait. I don't think we've had a trailer yet. I'm really looking forward to so seeing the trailer. Is... No, Stills just got announced, I believe. Released. Um, so yeah. is Knives Out one called Knives Out and Knives Out Story now? No, Knives Out is still Knives Out. I think it's now it's been renamed, subtitled Episode Four. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I nearly <laughs> fell for that. <laughs> now I'm looking forward. No. December twenty third as well. So yeah, a nice Christmas wait. film. It's getting a cinema release as well, I believe. A limited cinema. Oh, that's pretty cinema cool. Release. Um, but God, Knives Out is one of the most fun films in the last few years. I like it. Um, really looking forward to One it. One of Christopher Plummer's last films as well, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise how old he was, and he was bloody it, good for his age. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not um, good enough, clearly, but, you know. Bit rude. <laughs> Too soon. Cut Too soon. Um, <laughs> and then, also moving on into... Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. Shall we, shall we no, do some quick no, reviews? No, we will, but what before we do... <laughs> One. I have final say. Um, Halloween ends the trailers out, and I'm just going to leave that there. Go watch it. Go watch the trailer. I don't think yeah. it gives much away this time, whereas Great Halloween trailer. Kills did. Great trailer. I can't remember if we've already mentioned it or not in a previous episode. Halloween Kills? The No, the fact that the trailer's out. Because well, we can say it again, and people it, can now be informed yeah. thusly. I did pop it in the notes, but then I was looking at when the trailer was released, and it was released before our last episode. I thought you removed them. Anyway. Yeah, but if we have mentioned it before, tough shit, we mentioned it again, because <laughs> can't great. wait, and everyone needs to go see it. Can't wait. So, let's blast through some quick reviews. What have we been watching? Everything, because Everything, we've been off yeah. a week. So, so She-Hulk is now two episodes in at it time is. of recording. It'll be it three is. by the time this goes out. Yes. What yeah. are your first thoughts? 
I'm enjoying it a great deal. Um, Likewise. It's nice and light-hearted. I'm liking the fourth wall breaking bits. I don't really understand the point of that yet, but a theory that me and the other half has is it's getting people ready for the introduction of Deadpool. Yeah, And it's testing those waters, I feel. I I would agree, although it's safe to say after two (laughs) films... I would agree, but no. (laughs) Well... How can I put this? It's fourth wall in the MCU. They've got to try it somewhere. Sure. Sure. But I think anyone who knows Deadpool knows that's what he does anyway. True. But nevertheless, there's some nice little bits in there. I think the the second episode, a nice little gag about Mark Ruffalo being recast. I'm literally a different person person now. And then she just looks at the camera and goes, ha. There's right, also so. a um, Wolverine Easter egg in a blink and you'll miss it moment. There is a little Wolverine Easter yeah, egg. We won't yet. say what it is. Go Google it. But, um, but yeah, I think there's been a nice little... The humour is... It's just jolly, kind of light-hearted, bubbly kind of stuff. Um, the effects are pretty good for TV. I mean, I say TV budget. They've still got bigger budgets than most of the shows added up. The but... only thing I've got against it is mm. I don't think um, Jen's when Jen look form. I still don't think that looks as crisp as it should. Yeah. But in their defence, and they also made this defence, they've had how many years to get Ruffalo looking like he does now? Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. It's taken a long time, yeah. I obviously that she'll be in more shows and and movies, so it will evolve and it'll improve. It'll improve. Um, but so far, really enjoying it. I yeah, like too, the too. I like the behind the 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 after credits sequences. Apparently, every episode has one, which Good I think is a, is a, is a first for the MCU TV shows. And they've not all had them, or they've not had one every episode anyway. Um, yeah, great fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, so also that's been out a couple of weeks, also on Disney Plus in the UK or Hulu in the States, and I'm assuming Disney Plus worldwide, because Hulu I think is only in the States, is Prey, which was original. well, it's a Predator prequel or stroke sequel, right? It's a Predator movie set, uh, I think, was it two or three hundred years ago? Uh, about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, originally, the idea was it was going to be kind of a, a secret predator film. It had a that different. Terrible. What are you? I'm a secret predator. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was produced under the production name Skulls, um, and the director Skulls. 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 Do you come with subtitles? I can't actually. S K U L L S. <laughs> pronounced twat. Um, I deserve and the, that. And the director actually wanted, didn't want to reveal the fact it was a Predator film until very close to release. So I think his his original plan was that the first trailer wouldn't have anything that would clue you in that it's a Predator film. Um, but then it got found out. It got leaked that, that it was indeed a Predator film. So kind of that plan went out the window. What did you think about the film? Um, I enjoyed it, but I don't think it was as brutal as everybody was making out to be. Hmm. Um, it wasn't also as... 
tense as I think the trailer made it out to be. Mm-hmm. So after watching that, I was disappointed. But it, it was a good movie. You know, I didn't mm. didn't hate it. I really liked it. I think you're right that it wasn't quite as yeah. It, people making it out to be far gorier than it was. Um, some of the CG was questionable of some of the animals. Yes, yes. That that the the bear was a little yeah. bit dodgy at times, wasn't it? Um, but I th- I liked the look of the film as a whole. I did too. Some of the cinematography was spectacular. Um, Amber Mid Thunder. Let me just. Oh, this bloody fact checking elf's going to be pissed off. Going to want overtime at this rate. We've got to stop. Oh, she isn't she? Yeah, I thought Amber Mid Thunder as lead character Naru was just fantastic. I cannot wait to see what she does next. Um, the the look, the design of the Predator was cool. Like, really cool. I liked it. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great film. I think it's... And there was only one, I mm. think, fan service um, to in it, which was, mm. well, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And that was it. I well, there was that... all yeah. There, there, there was also a little link to Predator Two. Uh, with the uh, gun. With the gun, yeah. yeah. With the, which I thought was a nice because it wasn't like in your face, but it's like if you know it, you know it, kind kind of mm. thing. So I like that. Um, I thought it was great. Shame it didn't get a cinema release. I think that would uh, be quite cool in the cinema, definitely. Because I I think it would have been one of those big crowd pleasing. I can't imagine it being like a massive blockbuster. No. But it'd have been one of those crowd-pleasing, getting people cheering kind of things. And there's some good action. Yeah, I liked it. I I, I hope they did make another one, because I'd like to see where the story goes next. Yes, because the, the after credit, or the credits sort of hint at the Predators turning up going, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think there's... And I actually like the fact as well. It kind of went to a different time because obviously we had Predator One and Two were just kind of on Earth in their in their respective time zones and more or less. Predators took it to the Predator to a Predator planet. Fine, the Predator. Let's not even fucking talk about. They never that. made it. We're on about. Yeah, exactly. But I like the idea here. Okay, well, let's have a Predator in like middle ages england fighting knights let's have I, a predator. i say there's this funny looking chap in the village yeah, exactly tis but a scratch right <laughs> so it's like but you, do you know what i mean the yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. let's do that like let's say they've been coming here for a long time right let's have them in these different places and at these different times fighting against whatever the warriors of that era were yeah so here we've oh, got no, a... let's go let's go um let's go like a d- dynasty you know japan and samurais and shit that'd be, cool. yes, that'd be cool exactly right let's go to these time periods where there were you know the who is it genghis khan the kind of mongol yeah. hordes kind of things or as you say japan with the samurai or or the or uh, China with their kind of warriors and, and you know that like as a way to explore different time periods and and, and scenarios. I thought it was a great great idea. Um, okay, so House of the Dragon. It's 
it's got me hooked again. Mm. Like I was a big Game of Thrones fan. I came to it quite late. Mm-hmm. So I remember buying series, I think, one to four off eBay, you know, for like 15 quid when it was yeah. series five had just finished, I think. Yeah. And, you know, binged it, blitzed it and went, holy shit, this is cracking telly. And then series eight, well, let's not talk about it. But when they said they're doing House of the Dragon, I thought, oh, I, I don't care. Mm. I've watched the mm. first episode and I care again if it turns mm-hmm. out. Absolutely. It's, I, it's, I was the same. It's not, like, not to give too much away, it's very obvious it's a Game of Thrones television show. Well, have you watched episode two yet? No, it's 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 probably today's viewing. Okay. All I'm going to say is the opening credits make it more obvious than anything else. If you were in any doubt whatsoever... Well, I mean, I think you've just absolutely it... given away the fact that in the end of episode one, they yeah. sort of make hints with some of the motifs of... So clearly, it opens with that. Thanks, Mark. Ruin my Whoa. day. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Son, son's crying now. Whole episode's ruined. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I'm the same as oh, you. I'm so I fucking to... angry. I'm going to turn it off now. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm the same as you. I came to it quite late. So I had a, a like a three or four season binge to catch up with it all. Got really into it. And again, when this was announced, it was like, well, okay, yeah, fine. And then the first stills came out and it was like, well, yeah, it looks like Game of Thrones. Okay, fine. Uh, but that first episode, I, I think some of the CGI shots of the city of King's Landing looked a little bit uh, janky. Yeah, a little bit. I thought some of the dragon as well. I was like, "Uh, I'm not believing that too much. I wonder if they're going for, because it's set before Game of Thrones, I wonder if they're going for a time when the city wasn't as run down, maybe. It looked a little bit too bright and shiny, if you know what I mean. And I just wonder if that was intentional. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. We'll see. But the, as always, the acting's phenomenal. The, the cast they have is brilliant. I mean, I, th- I love Paddy Considine. Const- oh, Considine. And um, Reese Evans and Matt Smith are all going to go head to head at some point. Like, yeah. Three brilliant actors. And, and the young girl who's playing. I can't oh. remember her bloody name. Um, Millie Alcock is the actor. Excuse me? Millie Alcock okay. is the actor. Definitely can't make any jokes about that. And she's playing uh, Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra, that's it. Rhaenyra. I was going to say Ramona, but it's not Ramona at all. <laughs> but apparently, halfway through the season, there's going to be like a 10-year time jump. Okay, cool. And she is then going to be played by a different actor. Not spoil uh, it for anyone else. <laughs> It's, it's, it's well, well, it's, it's already announced that there's two actors playing the same character. I didn't know that. And so, one is much older. So Emma Darcy will play her in the like the later on in the season. Because have you read the Game of Thrones books? No. No, I've not either. No. Apparently, this is based on is it Ice and Fire, which I don't know. My my understanding of Ice and Fire is that it's not particularly a um, narrative book. It's more like a a quote-unquote history book. This is the fact-checking elf. 
Please stand by for a fact check. Fact check incoming. Stand by for a seamless last minute insertion. House of the Dragon is of course based on the book Fire and Blood, not Ice and Fire. So there we go. That's the end of the seamless last minute insertion. Like 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 uh, like the book like Fantastic Beasts was. It was like a reference. Yeah. So it's a history book of the whole world and and so on. Um, but yeah, I think all the performances are great. As I say, Millie Alcock as as Rhaenyra, I yeah. think is brilliant. She is. I mean, the character's only meant to be 15 or 16 years old, but I think she's in her early 20s. Yeah, but 22. she is absolutely kick-ass. She's Australian it. as well, aren't she? Yeah, she's Australian. I'm really enjoying it. As you say, you, the, you, Paddy Considine, just brilliant. Watch anything he's in. Yeah, he sounded like him then as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Smith as well, because he's so tied with the, uh, the he Doctor. Was, he was getting some shit he's, online, and yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, he's doing a job. He's got to play a mean bastard. Yeah. I think Smith's really good at playing a mean bastard. <laughs> you don't he really see it really much well. in Doctor Who, but you get there's there's one episode of Doctor Who. Well, there's probably lots of episodes of Doctor Who where he has to turn on a pin to be like, "No, I'm I'm serious now. Stop fucking with Earth." And yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. I'm really liking him in this. So yeah, we're we're kind of uh, two episodes in now. I think it's a ten episode season, and it's already been renewed for season two. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I think it had HBO's biggest ever premiere, and I think it was Sky's biggest ever premiere as well in the UK. I think I read on. that it was ten million people watching it live. Yep. And then like that doesn't take into account HBO Max or Sky Go, or whatever, whatever streaming and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, off to a. I have to say that the thing that with the Game of Thrones that got me, that, that that I struggled with, it took me three attempts to watch the pilot episode. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I tried it, gave up. Tried it again a year or so later, gave up, and then the third go, I thought, right, let's give it a go. And I was like you, I kind of got a season. I thought I'm gonna watch watch a, a load of them together. I think if I'd have watched it weekly when it first came out. I don't think I'd have kept watching it because I find the first couple of episodes, just because there's so many characters and all that kind of thing, I found the first couple of episodes real slog. Um, and if I hadn't have watched the whole season in one go, I don't think I would have carried on watching it. But this episode one, I felt moved much quicker. It was much piercier yeah. and did a much better job of introducing those characters because straight away I was like, right, I know what's going on here. And to be fair, that probably comes with having some built-in knowledge from watching Game of Thrones anyway. You're familiar with the different kingdoms and the families and and all that. The one I couldn't get behind was Hightower. I can't remember that in the Game of Thrones. It doesn't matter for this. But But yeah. But great. Off to a great start. Fantastic stuff. So we... We had another season finale. Oh, yes. If you haven't watched this TV show, never listen to us again. But also, please, please go and watch it. You'll thank yourself. You'll thank thank us. Only Murders in the Building. First season came out last year on Disney+, and I was just so 
won over, unexpectedly won Didn't over. Didn't I recommend it. it to you? Possibly, possibly, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. But it was just so... I was just like, yeah, all right. I like. It's not that I don't like Steve Martin, it's, and I like Martin Short, right? But it was just like, it just didn't, at first glance, didn't seem all that. But just, what a fantastic show. The series two is just wrapped. It's like wrapped as in finished, finished, it's aired and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, great twist, great reveal of how it all went down. And it's, yeah. it's basically been confirmed that series three is happening. Yep. Um. And we're not going to say any more about it, other than I thoroughly enjoyed the finale. It was yeah. neat little bows. What exactly but, what you want in a finale? Yeah, it was. Performances were fantastic. It was funny because the finale for season one was just hilarious. With well, did you bit. notice that um, Steve Martin did? Well, they did another, you know, great physical comedy physical skit. Comedy yeah, bit, yeah. yeah, just. Just brilliant, and it all kind of wrapped up in a way that made sense. You weren't going, "Eh, that doesn't make any yeah, sense." It was done very well, really well done. And then, yeah, no spoilers, but the setup for season three, brilliant, brilliant, and can't wait to see where they go with that. Just, I think that is turned into one of my favourite TV shows. Uh, I'd agree. It's not. It's not going to have the longevity as of other comedies, but it shouldn't. No, you know, look at some of the great comedies ever produced. The Office, the UK one, not the American. Mm, mm. Um, Faulty Towers again. I'm just yep. thinking specifically British. The Inbetweeners, you know, three or f- there two or three seasons of six episode episodes, six episode series. Yeah, knows when to finish. Yes, yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> I, but yeah, I think just brilliant. If they can keep this going. That with this quality, then then absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So do yourself a favour and watch it. Watch it. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. I don't think we mentioned it. Oh, uh, well, if we haven't, we'll mention it again. It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Other Disney streaming Plus. sites are available, but not for that particular. Not show. for that one, unless you're in America, in which case, uh, Hulu. 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 So I think we were going to talk about Better Call Saul. Good grief, look at the time. <laughs> um, so I don't know if we want to kind of bump that one on uh, to next time. I think so. I think, well, you know, we'll, we'll keep that. Well, what we'll probably do is we will record a Better Call Saul episode. A dedicated one. And it can be released whenever we want because the hey. power of the internet continuity hey. doesn't exist. That's true. And then, you know, if Disney does something stupid and, you know, shelves the next Black Panther, we'll have to talk about that, won't we? Well, do you know, if Disney do something stupid, they can just fucking wait till we're good and ready to talk about it. God damn it, you're right. <laughs> Fuck Disney. What do they know? <laughs> so there goes we'll, any deals. So, apart from only murders in the building, fucked, apart from Prey, fuck, apart from She-Hulk and Marvel, Star fuck Wars. Disney. Fuck Disney. But we will talk about Better Call Saul. Yeah, let's save that one for a separate episode. It, de- I think it definitely needs talking about because it does. There's, it does. I think you and I are coming at it from two different directions, and I think that'd be good to discuss. Oh, really? Well, no, 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 not in a bad way. But like you sort of kept up with it, whereas I didn't. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Spoiler, of course. Alert. Spoilers. Uh, but it, Better Call Saul ended a couple of weeks ago as we're recording this. What a show! Let's save it 
any more to a separate episode, which will probably be quite spoilery. So yeah. we'll have plenty of warnings before we get into too much detail. But yeah, do the usual. Like it, share it, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Smash all that, that usual subscribe shit. button. Yeah. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. And um, have a nice day. Have a nice, yeah. Have a nice, have a nice fucking life. Well, no, oh, we want sorry. to have like a nice day because oh. they might listen to us tomorrow. And we don't, oh, yeah. If we say have a nice life, they'll never come back. Have a nice day. Oh, God. You sound like <laughs> bloody... No, I'm not even going to go there. Okay. Come back soon, yeah. Would you yeah. like fries with that? <laughs> cool. Missing you already. I mean, this is terrible. Oh, um, Sandman's pretty good. I'll just leave that there. Uh, not watched it. Not uh, bothered. It's all right. Yeah. This is such a shit sign-off. Yeah, bye. <laughs>